thanks for tuning in with another episode of Danny Vince. On this particular podcast, I do want to talk about generational curses. So since this is something that needs to be done and needs to be said, I did bring in a special guest with us today, another podcast friend. I am going to introduce them momentarily, but I do just want to talk about generational curses. They have been around since forever, whether they are from relationships, generational curses, some people think of religion. Generational curses, however, it plays effect on us in adulthood because what we were taught when we were younger, we never even thought that it would make a difference until you have kids, relationships, jobs, even body images. So with that being stated, let's get into it with our special guest, my fellow podcast friend, Shantae. She does have a podcast. It is called Sipping with Shantae. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Shantae. Welcome. Hey, girl. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. My name is Shantae. Um, I have a podcast that's called Sipping with Shantae. And it's basically like a comedy podcast. I talk about life, relationships. Um, kids, I have one, I have one daughter, she's 16, almost 17. So it's just me talking about my single life and navigating through this single life in my 40s while sipping on a cocktail. So that's basically what my podcast is about. Awesome, awesome. I like that, sipping on a cocktail, even though I do not drink, girl, but I do have a smoothie with me today. Are you drinking on something, tea, cocktail? I am not because I am in Cali and it is 10 o'clock in the morning, so I am not (laughs) drinking nothing this early in the morning. (laughs) Okay, awesome. You know, I don't judge. Like I've stated before, this is a judgment-free podcast here. And yes, you are in Cali. I am in the Midwest. So, of course, you are two hours behind me, but that's neither here nor there. Do your thing. So, what do you feel about generational curses? Have you noticed about the way that you were raised? Has that came into adulthood? Have you noticed that? Definitely. Like, I I know growing up with my mom and growing up with my stepdad, like, basically in our household, you know how back in the day when you're old school, it's like, you are to be seen but not heard. Like, stay in a child's place, mind your own business. Like, my mom was very big on that, like, as a kid. Like, if she had company over, go in the other room. Never be around adults. Make yourself scared. Do what I say, not as I do. You know, that kind of behavior. So I, um, growing up, that's how we was. Like, even as far as, like, affection. Like, my mom is, you know, a great person, but she also wasn't very affectionate. So there was no much of, like, I love yous, not much of hugging and things like that. So when I became a mom, I literally felt like, well, I that was things that I felt like I lacked when I was a child. So I decided when I had a daughter, I said, you know, I want to take things that my mom has taught me, but I also want to create my own, like, generation. So me and my daughter are very affectionate. We love to love on each other. We love to say I love you. We love to give hugs. And that was something I had to, like, learn on my own because that's not something I grew up with. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I, I definitely agree with you, Shantae. With generational curses, my mom was old school as well. And it's funny because I did have some other relatives that when we had like family functions or if I went to go see other relatives, they were the ones that were actually more so affectionate. And my mom, on the other hand, she was old school, like you stated. And I know some old school parents do show affection. I've seen it. My mother was not. She was not the one that showed affection. She kind of was like what you stated, you know. Do as I say, not as I do. When company comes over, you know, you make yourself invisible, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. You you know, you come say hi, that's it. Okay, go play with other kids, go sit down, you know, that type of thing. And so, even as an adult, that does play a part because I think in a way, I learned to become invisible. As bad as that sounds, I'm speaking on it, um, I know... I did have a few uh, friends and family say a few things to me when they listened to some episodes of a podcast. And they're like, you know, are you still dealing with some of these things, these issues? I'm like, not really. You know, I learned at a younger age to break myself and to have me time and just to think of when I become an adult, I don't want to have this done. I don't want to have that. But you know, Shantae, of course, the things are inevitable. Some things are going to actually happen, even though you try to right steer away from it it's going to happen but i do want to talk about it just because it it is people that are listening that have not actually grasped the fact that whatever happened in your childhood your teenage years you have to 
sit back whether you go to therapy sit back have time to yourself zone out and work on that you know what i'm saying on that particular issue so let's get let's get right into it so one of the things i did hear you mention is affection with your child so for the generational curse let's just talk about affection so tell me a little bit more about you know affection growing up and then as far as how does that play into your life now as far as parenting relationships friendships how does that affection generational curse how did that look back then and how does it look now it's definitely a difference now like back in the day with my mom like of course we knew that she loved us she's our mom so of course she loved us but those are not things that were said like out Mm -hmm. as far as like hugging hugging when you leave someone those are not things that like we did in our household so like when I got married I'm 40 now I got married when I was like 22 but even with my ex-husband's family like when I first met them they're very affectionate they're very much huggers so when I first met them everyone's like oh hello I'm like thinking back like what that what 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 is this because this is not so I was like oh they're like all like touching each other this is weird because that's not something that I was so like growing up like I've always grown up like around his family because we're divorced now but we still cope and so when I became with my daughter and my daughter's don't be seen or don't be hurt be seen but not hurt uh, to some degree I still carry some of that like with my daughter she knows like if we are all around adults I don't allow her to be around adult conversations because there's just some things that said that I don't want her to be a part of but I also feel like if I'm going to a setting that is mostly adult I'm not gonna bring my daughter just because I feel like kids don't belong right. in adult settings and if she's gonna be tucked off somewhere so certain Correct. avenues I won't bring her and even as far as my relationships now like so many of us seen um, our parents treat us this way. So now, like, with all my friends, when we see each other, it could be 15 of us. It's, you're going to get this hug. Like, hey, girl, love you. text me when you get home. Like, we are all very affectionate now because that's not the kind. Now that we're getting this hug, you get this love, you get this motivation. Okay. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I'll just say a little bit of my affection. So when I was growing up, my mom, she did not think. I remember, I remember, excuse me, even as a teenager, I remember this one particular time. Uh, we had very close friends. I consider them like my other family. And they were about to take a picture. And I was standing right next to my mom, right? But my mom was always good on makeup hair. That's, she loves to have her makeup and her hair done. And... I like leaned down to take a picture and my mom was like wait a minute wait my hair my hair and I kind of like backed up and like my friend saw that she had that look on her face like goodness okay oh, all right and I was like yeah see people don't realize what I go through but I'm a naturally happy person I'm, I'm always happy I bring I try to be you know compassionate and caring about people and my friend kind of looked and she was like oh you can see on her face I'm like okay mom come on let's take a picture and I leaned down well she's like be careful and I was like okay just just take a picture and I just kind of smiled so she was never that affectionate I don't think my mom gave me any hugs at all growing up none I think none. I remember one time as a teenager, I was trying to tell her about something and I was mad and upset about something. And I remember she tried to come to me for a hug and I was just like, it's too late kind of like, okay, bye. Like, I don't want a hug. I think she tried to hug me a little bit after I was like 18, 19. And Mm -hmm. it's like, really? And so it's very, that does play a part. And the thing is, luckily I had friends and family that were affectionate. Soon as I see them, hey Danny, give me a hug. How are you doing? And I'm like, when I see them, I'm happy. I'm like, it's hug time. You know what right. I mean? Because I don't, Danny doesn't get it at home. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, let me give you a hug. Let's reciprocate that. And even so far as relationships, like sometimes I'm the hugger. It's, I think in my mind, when I was younger, I processed a lot. I think that I should not have had to process emotionally. Right. When I was younger, I kind of knew, like, when I became an adult, I don't want to have this done because I know what this feels like. Whether I have kids, 
you know, friends or whatever. Now, I did hear you mention as far as like your friends, you know, to be 15, you all, you all going to get this hug. Most of my friends do hug me, but some of my friends are not affectionate, but I try to break them out of that. And I know sometimes they realize that I'm not that affectionate too, because they've known me for a while. And they're like, Danny, give me a hug. Hey, girl. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hug, hug. You know what I mean? So... Some of my friends are not affectionate and I get them a hug and they don't say anything because they like, yeah, you know, you know, we ride and die, you know, we sisters. Okay, fine. Give me a hug. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like we have to break that. And that's so important because life is short. You have to let people know how you feel and so forth. And even in relationships, I've noticed some of the men, they be on me like right on right. Not to sound nasty, but <laughs> girl, <laughs> You heard my podcast, so go with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're more so brutally honest than I am. Right. I love it. <laughs> but even with hugs, with even with with relationships, some guys have always been like, you know, hugged up on me. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, this is nice, I guess. But yeah, it, it definitely plays a part. Everything that happened in childhood, it comes back and resurfaced as an adult. So we did talk about affection. Another big one is I want to get into body image and body shaming because when I was younger, like I stated, my mom was very old school, you know, don't show off this, don't show off that, you know, why are you looking like this, you know, uh, girls are not supposed to act like this, sit like this. You, you do not need to hang out with all these boys, you know, you need to look appropriate at all times you're too big to wear that you're too small to wear that i've had a little bit of both so how did body image body shaming how were you taught or what were you perceived as when you were younger and how did that play a part now even as an adult um you know what my mom um very much was very open about like clothing like being very comfortable in the skinny you're in because my mom wasn't a small person but she always like live her best life even to this day my mom dresses how she wants when she wants and does whatever she wants so in that area she's always been very much like um i'm cool with things it's a lot of things she wouldn't allow so like certain things when i was younger like no tattoos no piercings you can't um you can dress but don't show too much because you don't want someone getting the wrong image so then when i turned 18 like your girl went wow like it was like tattoos here piercings here i'm aware whatever i can get away with so i won't get arrested Okay. And that's just very much how it was. Like, because, like, I, she was very comfortable, but it's kind of like, I'm grown. I can mm-hmm. wear whatever I want to wear, but you're not grown. So you're going to wear whatever I pick out for you because I'm the adult and you're the parent. So when I turned 18, I was like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So, like, with my daughter, I very much now still have certain rules. Okay. Because as a parent, I, I don't care what, if you're a new school or old school parent. You got to have rules. You got to have structure. You got to have boundaries when you come to your kids. That's just what it is. But I'm a lot more lax than my mom. That are like, she can dress, but it's certain things where I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. You're not showing that. It's not that. You're not that. And then other things, I'm like, okay, cool. You can't. Like, my daughter has her belly button pierced now. She's 16. There ain't no way my mom would ever allow that before I was 18. She's like, basically, you do what I say. When you turn 18, before you can do whatever you want. But I'm not really like with my daughter it's like some things I draw the line at but I'm okay with her like expressing herself as long as she's not doing too much which she doesn't because she knows what I'm cool with and what I'm not cool with okay that makes sense that makes perfect sense okay so a little bit about me for as far as body shaming body image now I'm gonna be honest my mom like we stated was old school okay you got used to it right your parents being old school you know that's the household you grew up in right but here's a big difference my mom she was thick uh, you know i love her to death she was thick i was always petite i was always slim petite i'm not that tall i'm, I'm short you know i'm fun size right <laughs> another episode but anyway um <laughs> so i'm fun size i'm petite i've never really been um big you know as far as body weight size now i have got thick you know as you get older you know like they say when you hit 30 or so you know you start mm-hmm. noticing curves and you know i got a little thick and then sometimes 
you know, I fluctuate between like five to seven, eight pounds. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And when I have got thick, I've had some friends say, oh, you got thick. I'm like, oh, girl, yes. You know what I mean? But it's like, all right. And I still have in my mindset, even now to this day, I need to lose 10 pounds. And everyone's like, Danny, why do you need to lose 10 pounds? Because also I know myself and I've never been this big, even though a lot of my friends like you look good girl I'm like yeah but not really so when I was younger I was always taught to dress conservative you know my mom she even wore on her off day Shantae she was always in dresses or a skirt or something I don't think until yep I don't think until I became a teenager Mm -hmm. she had pants I only think one time I think I saw her with pants on like jeans or something yep and I'm, I went back to a photo album to look. I'm like, am I going crazy or no? I went back to look at every single photo. And she mm. was always in a dress, even on, or either like casual, you know, those business casual pants. Mm. She always had that one. She was never in jeans. And I was like, mom, why aren't you comfy? Why aren't you comfy? Well, you know, put some jeans on. And she was like, no, no, no. And I guess as I got older, I don't know if she was trying to portray an image, mm-hmm. but I honestly think that's how she was raised. You know, you know, women back then, they didn't wear jeans. Remember that? They didn't wear jeans. Yeah. They were always skirts, you know, or dresses. So mm-hmm. my mom had the business casual pants, but after a while, she started wearing jeans. And I was like, how do these fit? She's like, I don't know. But... I was shot, I think, like, freshman, sophomore year in high school. You know, like I stayed out. really wasn't that big as far as weight-wise. And I had a crop top. And I was like, ooh, can I wear this? And she's like, that's kind of cute. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going out the house. and going to the mall. She didn't say nothing. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, okay, all right, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, she was very much so onto that. Even, even lately when I seen her one time, she was like, oh, my gosh, I had on you know the days it was a little nice you know you're in cali you know your weather looks totally different than mine but right. it was a little nice you know it hit to like 60 my shirt was like it wasn't a crop top but it was right at my waist so i guess when i bent over a little bit or moved something she was like oh what's going on with your stomach i'm like my stomach is not even that big it's barely you know and she'll still say something it's like every time like if i even gain two pounds you know she has something to say and it's like oh my goodness like you know do I get to breathe you know what I mean it's like she was always more so I guess wanted me to you know have that professional conservative type looking dress Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like every time if I gained weight or whatever the case may have been you know oh my gosh you're getting big or oh my gosh why do you and so I don't you know like that and then it was since I was kind of like one of the smallest, she always say, oh, again, he's so small and this and that. I kind of get it when I do hear women say as far as body image, you know, whether you're, you know, fun size, petite, big, curvy, plus size, overweight, whatever the case may be. I've seen it on both ends because my mom mm-hmm. is thick. So even while she was on the phone, she'll always say, oh, well, you know what? I've always been bigger Danny has always been small. You know, she can get away with that. And, you know, she's too small for that. And she's too small for this. And she's too small. So I've seen both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And I did gain a little bit of a weight. You know, it was always, you shouldn't have that on. You know, even with swimsuits. Now, I will say with swimsuits, I didn't even want to wear a swimsuit, even as an adult. And I was fatigued. I still... I don't know if you remember that store from back in the day, 579, girl. Oh, yeah. I used to love that store. (laughs) Yes. 579. Even at 579, I was in that store wearing a size 3 and a size 5. I still, as an adult, when I was like 20, 21, I was scared to wear a swimsuit. Wow. So, I was legit scared to wear a swimsuit. And no lie, I was legit scared to wear a swimsuit to the beach. Everybody from Chi-Town know you go to the lakefront, you know, Mm -hmm. hang out in the summertime, everybody kicking it. I was legit scared to wear a swimsuit. And I remember I was working when I was 20, 21, and one of my coworkers was like, oh, that's a pretty swimsuit. I'm like, no, I don't think I can wear that. 
and she she was thick thick delicious and she was like danny girl you would be cute and now you better wear that i'm like no you know that's exposing too much it was like a cute just two piece and she was like girl if i was your size girl bye i would be out here living my best life and you're young and you're about 10 years younger than me you better wear that swimsuit and I was like, no, because what's been ingrained in my hair, Shantae, is no, yeah. I don't show too much. No, you don't want nobody talking about you. No, you know, you might look overweight. No, you know, I was, I was scared. I was, I was legit scared. And so the person who I was dating around that time, I was like, I'm scared. And it was like, and you know, to, you know, getting a little personal, you know, you got to make sure, you know, your private area is nice and shaved, you know, right. whatever the case. And I was like, I have that down there, you know, done and everything. And they were like, so what's the problem? I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, when you're growing up, you know, you get stretch marks, even on your buns or your hips or your thighs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, but nothing's wrong with you. And I was like, yeah, but I feel still feel like I'm showing too much. And it was like, you're fine. And everybody else had their swimsuit on. And I still legit didn't want to come out. I legit did not want to come out. It was like I was scared. Like I was high. I was going backwards like I was a kid. And they were like, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So when I finally did get to the lakefront, I still had on like shorts for a moment. They was like, aren't you going to take the shorts off? And I'm like, uh, I finally took my shorts off. But that had been ingrained in me for so long. I was scared. I was legit scared. And now it's like I don't care I came to the realization um I should just be myself like you stated with piercings and so forth and I did get my stomach pierced I think I was 19 now tattoos I am a tattoo lover I do Mm. have enough tattoos (laughs) (laughs) I do have a lot of tattoos I am tatted up I don't know if I'm going to get tatted again. I do want to do a few cover-ups, but I am tatted up. I'm not, mm-hmm. my tattoos are not like humongous. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I do love tattoos. You know, I, I love it. My mom, I think when I first showed her one of my tattoos, she was like, does that rub off? I'm like, really? No. It <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that does not rub off. And she was like, that's a real tattoo. I'm like, yes, it is. Why, yes, it is. So, did your mom feel any way when you got your tattoos after you became an adult and so forth? Did she have anything to say? Um, no, because I have tattoos, but I have them in, like, discreet places because I always felt like, what if one day I get a job and you can't have tattoos? So, even when I was in my teens, I always got things that were very discreet. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've never had a job like that, but my current job, you are not allowed to have tattoos. So oh you wow! Can't show them at all, and so I was like, like telling my mom now, like I knew that would happen. Like this is why when I was younger, I always got um, tattoos in discreet areas because I said I feel like one day I might have a job, and they might be like, no, you can't have no tattoos, or you have to cover them up. So my job, I'm currently at, you are not allowed to have tattoos. You not, you can have a piercing, like a nose piercing, but you can't wear like a hoop earring. It has to be like a stud or something like that. So she didn't really freak out too much because my mom has tattoos. Okay. So, but her rule was, I don't really care what you do with the tattoos. You just can't get any until you turn 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my mom, I didn't really mention tattoos. I kind of thought I was going to maybe get a tattoo beforehand. But, you know, my mom now, see, okay, let's get into it. We said we're going to have girl chat and we're going to talk about some generational curses today. Let's get into it as far as religion. Now, for me, I guess with tattoos, my mom had me at church every Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was at church every Sunday. So it was like some stuff, I guess, in a way I was, you know, I didn't want to, I just knew better. Or I guess I was too scared. You know what I mean? So as far as religion, did that play any role with you as far as generational curses? Where was your mom, gen- uh, I'm sorry, was your mom more so religious? Was she more so laid back? Um, did you all go to church all the time? Absolutely. Like we went to um, Sunday service, um, um, Bible study, choir rehearsal. <laughs> like you remember how, how Steve Harvey talked on Kings of Comedy? He was like Monday, choir rehearsal, Tuesday, yes. Bible. Like that literally was us. Okay. So like literally when I was a kid, we was always in church, but that's well known in the black community. Like in the black community, everybody know like you're going to go to a Baptist church. You're going to be in church all day from sun up to sundown. You got to go to 
um, Sunday school in the morning. Then you're going to have to go to regular service. Then you're going to have to go to the afternoon service. Then you're going to have to sell dinners after it's over. Like, that literally was how we was we um, grew up. So when I grew up, it, and then even as I became an adult, like, I got married, I moved away, and then when I got divorced, I came back. And then... Um, someone I knew opened a church so I went to their church and it was the same thing like Bible study on one night so then when my daughter was real smaller I would have her in church all the time like I was and I, like one day I literally just like you know what in my opinion I don't feel like you have to be in church for eight hours to receive a message right in my opinion right. so I grew up how that that was the thing like you not receiving the message unless you catch the Holy Spirit or unless you're speaking in tongues so that's how I grew up and then when I got older I was like mm, no, not so much. Like, I don't feel like you have to be in church. Like, even now, like, I have a church that I attend, and my church is, like, an hour and a half. Okay. And I don't even go all the time, and neither does my daughter, because I feel like, again, and to be honest, if we're going to get real, real without, be real, uh, you know, be open real. up a can of worms, open the it. Most, pe- most people that's in the church is not the best Christians, and that's just keeping it real. Oh, Shantae, Shantae, we're going to do another episode on that, you know, because I'm enjoying your company, right? Everybody that's listening, we are enjoying Shantae's company. Yes. Girl. I, I agree. I Yes. Yes. So to be following all these people that Mm -hmm. are not speaking or speaking one way and living life a different way, I just changed my whole mindset. Like, no, like you don't have to, you don't, because these these are some some of the people are are amazing, but then some of them are not. Yeah, I agree. I told you. So now my mindset is just different. Like, I, the church I go to now, when I do go, and I don't Mm -hmm. ever feel bad about going or not going because I feel like I can have my own word. I can watch it on TV. I can read my own Bible. Like, just because you don't attend church for a certain amount of hours or a certain amount of days does not make you not a Christian or whatever religion you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, on my side, my mom, like I stated, you know, she was old school. Now, we did go to service every Sunday, but as far as choir practice and all of that, my mom didn't sing or anything, so choir practice, I was able to get away with that. So, I just started having, like, choir rehearsal until I was, like, more so a teenager, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll I'll join choir. So, that was, like, maybe once a week, you know, I had that. My mom did go to Bible study for the majority of the time. When I was younger, I did go. As I got a little older, I'm like, you don't need me, do I? I'm a teenager. Like, I'll see you back in, like, an hour and a half, two hour bye. Like, let me have the house to myself. Not to do anything bad, but just to, right. you know, have me time. Because I'm going to be a right. little honest. I used to like my mom used to be gone just because it was quiet. I didn't have my mom bickering okay. or <laughs> You know what I mean? You know, we're going to yes. be honest. I didn't have my mom bickering or yelling at me or, you know, I had the TV all by myself. You know, I, you know, I can lay on the couch, be a slob, be a hobo, you know, just look like a couch potato and not have her yell at me or whatever the case may be or try to sit on the couch and meet, even though that was her couch and paid for it. But you get what I'm trying to say, right? Right, my exactly. Time while she was gone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with church, she did have us at Sunday school every Sunday and then from there we went to first service now we had two services our church went like this we had Sunday school like around I think 8 o'clock in the morning and that was about like 45-50 minutes then the first service started I think at like 9 o'clock the service went for like an hour to no went for an hour to hour and a half and then it was a second service right the second service is about the same time frame my mom didn't go to second service my mom barely ever stayed for second service now later that afternoon we would have another service it wasn't always every sunday it was like maybe every other sunday sometimes it was every sunday and it was like an afternoon service that started at like 3 p.m 4 p.m every now and then my mom would go like if it was something that they were talking about because they would have different topics guests you know deacons or guests mm-hmm. pastors from another church so i was raised in church but not every day like, but as far as Sundays, yes. Bible studies, yes. Um, all of that, she had us going, but not every day. I do know, like, some people, like you stated, with Steve Harvey, like, he said that in his comedy show, like, yeah. there are Sunday, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the extra five days, that's added into the week, you know. But mm-hmm. thankfully, my mom, she liked to get in and get out. And I'm in that mindset, even as an adult. I'll go to Sunday school sometimes. I'll go to a first service, but I'm not going to Sunday school, first service, second service, the the service at 3 o'clock, then the service at 7 p.m. I'm just not going to do it. And I agree with you wholeheartedly as far as with 
not going to church. I can still get the message, right? Because nowadays mm-hmm. a lot of people stream and a lot of people have yep. the Bible apps. A lot of people uh, have friends that have started smaller churches or, you know, I agree with you. And I even said that to my mom, like, why do we have to go all the time? And she was like, well, you got to go to church. I'm like, but can I be myself? Now, I spoke with that with another mm-hmm. episode as far as, you know, dressing in church and so forth. But as I got older and I used to dress like with my little heels on, my little outfits, my little skirt, Shantae, I'll be dressed to a T, right? Mm-hmm. And I started saying, you know, like, I started to see some adults, you know, you know, the ones who you wanted to be like, you know, that they had on pants and heels. I'm like, why can't that be me? Well, you know, you're supposed I'm like, who made up this rule? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, girl power, right? Who made up this rule? Are right. Are we breaking generational curses? And, you know, this supposed to be like a male-dominated world. I thought the women are like breaking curses. Why do I have to feel being addressed in heels? Now, I might look cute and all, but can't I just be comfortable? And so, as I got maybe right before 18, sometimes I would wear like, you know, pants and shirt. And she'll kind of look at me before I leave out the house. I'm like, what? I'm ready to go. I'm like, you see, we're leaving out the house at 7.30 a.m. I'm ready. Ready when you are. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> Right. I just, I just don't like all the. It's a lot, like you say. As far as the black community with church, it's a lot that's put on you. You know, you have to mm-hmm. dress a certain way, a certain way. Your hair has to be a certain way. Your makeup has to be a certain way. Don't wear red lipstick. Oh my gosh, that's the devil. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything has to be a certain way with the black community as far as church, and I think that's a stigma. Like that's been ingrained in us since forever generational generations going back you have to be a certain way even the little boys like i've seen like little boys in church they just look like they were just ready to scream help like they had a right. little suit the tie you know and grandma kept brushing his hair you know oh you need to brush your hair do this and that and the little boys are like oh my god now as i became an adult i start to see little by little with churches People are starting to let their kids just be normal, you know, have them in a cute little play outfit, even the boys have them in a cute little play outfit, maybe with some little moccasin shoes or whatever, not the little dress shoes, you know, I start to see little girls having like a cute little two piece outfit, Mm. it's not... And I like that. I like seeing the kids now, the parents and the grandparents are starting to let the kids because that's breaking generational curses. I know, you know, some people might have something to say. That's fine. But I like to see that at least you came. Whatever happened to that saying, come as you are. But then I've noticed when you do come as you are, people judge you. Have you ever been to church and people judge somebody that is not, you know, the look for the black community at church? You know, they look like they might might have just woke up but they look like they didn't put themselves together you didn't know what was on someone's heart that's what church is all about right helping Mm -hmm. welcoming but with the stigma people was so it was so judgmental to me and i've seen that firsthand a few people have stated oh my gosh look at them why did they have that on but if it's come as you are it's it's that thin line right shantae because you, you say come as you are but yet you're judging people yeah, that's why I always say some people are amazing at church and then some people are not. And that and that just and that just blew me out the water. It really did. And I seen that firsthand. Um, it was a girl. She came to church all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think she was I don't think we were teenagers. We might have been we were early, you know, early adults. We might have been like 18, 19. And I seen her and I'm like, hey, and I'm like, you look tired. I knew her. And I was like, you look tired. And she was like, yeah, girl, I am. I'm tired. And she was like, I went out last night and my mom was like, come on, I still come to church. And I was like, what? And so she's like, I just threw something on. Now, a lady that has seen her before, I guess, you know, I guess she forgot. And she was like, do you need help with anything? She's like, no, I'm okay. And she's like, you sure? You know, you, you know, we have counseling and, you know, we have programs. And she was like, no, I'm good. You know, I come here every Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And she was like, oh, okay. And she looked at me. My friend looked at me and I was like, yeah, I see. And she was like, do she not notice that I speak to her all the time? And I was like, yeah, I noticed. And I was like, people can be fake or phony or, you know, I don't know. But that's. Yeah, that's another topic episode, probably. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a whole church. episode. Yeah, because I have story for days. Uh, we probably both. <laughs> we probably <Hey>. both. Did. 
well let's get into one more thing here as far as generational curses the l-o-v-e word if you don't mind talking about it you said we're going to be open and honest on this episode the l-o-v-e word as far as when you were younger were you told that by your mom or whoever you were in a relationship or grandparents were you taught to say l-o-v-e and do you say it too much do you say it too often is that scary for you go ahead shantae um, I definitely was not taught the love word at all by my okay. parents, but I don't think my mom was taught by her mom. So mm. like I say, like when you, I always feel like when you, when you're, of course, when you're young, you're taught certain things, but right. then when you become an adult, you as an adult has to make the decision. Like, is this something that you're going to continue or is this something where you're going to try something new because the old way wasn't working. So as far as like my mom never telling us that she loved us, she never did that. So like growing up and me being in relationships and stuff, that is not things that I will always say. Like usually it's someone that had to say it to me first before I said I love you back. But then when I have my child, it's like it's when you have kids, it's like a completely like different type of love. Like right. you learn different things, you experience different things. So like even as far as um, not even saying the word L-O-V-E, but more like showing the word L-O-V-E. So, like, with my daughter, we're very much like, I love you, I love you, don't go to sleep. We don't go to sleep if we're mad at each other. We don't go to sleep without saying, I love you, you're important to me. Like, these are the kind of things that I have raised her. Like, this is what we do, it don't matter. And it's crazy because my mom never um, was an I love you type of person until me and my daughter said it a lot. And now she says it because she see us say it. So oh, it's crazy okay. how that worked out. Like she never was an I love you type of person. And then once she started being around me and my daughter, that's all we say is like when, we, when we're leaving each other, I love you, I love you, I love you. And now my mom says it. So my mom is like, and my and my daughter's like, yeah, grandma always says I love you. And I said, yeah, but um, she wasn't that way when I was a kid. So I yeah. think like when our parents start seeing us do different things, then they're like, oh, because when they're growing up, they don't see anything that's being a different way. But then yeah. when we start doing things, we start doing things different, even as far as like our communication with our parents. Like when I was growing up with my mom, we were close, but I was always scared to tell my mom everything or anything mm. because she was so like, everything has to be a certain way or you're raised like this way. And it was kind of like, like you were scared of your parents. So you were scared and I was scared to tell my mom anything. Like my mom found out a lot of things about me because she read my diary. <laughs> because I wouldn't share things with her because I always felt like um, I wasn't comfortable doing it or she would have a reaction like I would get in trouble about it so I would never tell her a lot of stuff but now like with me and my daughter it's like a whole different ball game like I always tell my daughter like I love you and am I going to agree with everything that you do absolutely not of course not but I will never get mad at you telling me something as long as you tell me the truth now I'm not gonna like it I'm not gonna like everything that you do because I'm human but we can work out whatever as long as you tell me the truth. I don't like liars. That's like my pet peeve. I'm a, I don't like liars. So as long as you tell me the truth. So my daughter, she shares. Sometimes she overshares. Sometimes I have to be like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. That's I got nice. <laughs> but she, we over, and I overshare with her a lot because my mom did not do that with me. Sometimes I overshare with her and she has to be like, mom, you didn't have to add all that. You could have just told the story. But I'm also, if you listen to my podcast, you know, like, I'm very open. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And sometimes it's too much information, but you just never know what I'm going to talk about. And I'm even like that with my daughter. So it's so different between me and her because we share, she literally tells me, like, a lot of things. It's like, And it's like, she always says, like, mom, I'm very scared of you. And I say, I mean, I'm okay with that, but you respect me. It's a big difference. Right. So you respect me, you respect my opinion, and you also know, like, just don't lie to me. That is, like, my only requirement. Like, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Be truthful with me. As long as you're truthful with me, we can talk about it and get through anything. So I've created a safe space for her to be open and honest with me. But when I was growing up, that safe space was not created for me. Mm. Okay. Now, what as far as saying the L word as far as in relationships, whether it's friendship, uh, someone you dated, how did that go? I think years ago, because I wasn't used to that, I didn't say I love you that often. I wasn't an I love you person. I okay. wasn't an affectionate type of person. But now that I'm older, like I'm 40. So now that I'm older and also um, therapy is an amazing tool. Yeah. So I've been in therapy for a while. And like now I'm a very, I'm not saying I'm a very affectionate person because I'm not. Not it. 
daughter, but if I see you, you're going to get this hug. I'm, I'm, I uplift all my friends. I tell all my friends I love you. I tell all the time. I'm always saying, like, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. Because when you start getting older, it's so many things happening in this world now. Life yes. is short. And I don't ever want, I said when I leave this earth, no one will ever, ever not know how I feel about them. Everybody That's that I connect point. with, everyone I'm cool with, if I ever leave this earth, you will always know how I feel about you. You will always know that you were loved by me. I was going to tell you. I like that. But that, that came like with a that. lot of work. Trust me, that, that is not how I was 10 years ago. It came with a lot of work. <laughs> Self-work is the best. You have yes. to work on yourself. I love that. I, I love it. Okay. All right. So as far as relationships, um, I know you stated as far as like friendships and so forth. So with relationships, as you got older, you were able to start saying like, I love you with no problem. Absolutely. Like if I am feeling you, you're going to know how I feel. But again, okay. I was not like this 10 years ago. So this hindered a lot of relationships that I had because I wasn't a very affectionate person. And still, like I said, I'm going to keep all the way real. I'm not like affectionate, affectionate type of crazy like that. Like, but I will show affection. hang up or anything about it okay i have a hang up or anything about it it's just that's my personality like i'm a person that's not that affectionate but i've came a long way from being not at all to like mm -hmm. nothing no affection anything to being the person where i can show affection it's shown to me i definitely reciprocate it but now like if i'm feeling you if i like you if i love you if i'm a relationship with you you're gonna know how i feel you're gonna know all these feelings Okay. Because I'm a all very right. direct person. I think that like I'm a Leo. So every one time someone says, Oh, I'm a Leo, they're like, Oh yeah, you definitely have that personality. So I'm a very like direct upfront person. And I don't never I'm not a person that likes to assume with people. So you're not gonna like maybe know, think I know, sometimes I know. No one's ever gonna get that with me. So if I feel a certain kind of way about you, you're gonna know how I'm feeling. Okay. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I like that. You if I feel a certain way about you, I'm gonna let you know. I, I definitely agree with that. As far as the L-O-V word with me, let's get into it. L-O-V-E for me, it was it was not there. It, it did not exist. It, it was dark underneath the shadow, all the way underneath the rocks, all the way underneath the bottom of the ocean. It was not there at all. So for me, like when we mentioned affection early in the podcast today, Affection was shown to me from other family members and friends, but the LOV word was not. It was it was ghost. It was invisible. And she never said it. I just knew, like you stated, you knew your mom loved you. You know, you know your mom loved you. She takes care of you. But it was not there. Now I do remember that movie, I think, what was it called? The Brothers or something like that, with a few of the black uh actors and actresses in there. Uh what's it called? The the movie. I think it had like uh Bill Bellamy and Shamar Moore. Uh I think Gabrielle Union. Did you ever see that movie? I think it was called The Brothers or something. Have you seen that movie, Shantae? Well, I do know with that particular movie, in that movie, Bill Bellamy's character, his mom did not go ahead and uh, say she loved him or anything like that. So my mom never really said that she loved me or anything. And so with that being stated, I did have to go through life without hearing that from my mom. But all my other family and friends would tell me they love me like, oh, hey, Danny, love you. You know, you be safe and, you know, you drive home, get safe. So everybody else around me stated that they loved me, but my mom never did. And I think mm -hmm. when I was like 18, 19, she finally stated it. Um, did you ever see that movie, The Brothers? I think yes. I asked you that a little while ago, but it seems yes. like, I don't know. Um, I couldn't hear you. Okay. So yes. yeah, so Bill Bellamy's character, remember his mom, you know, he stated she never told me that. And so towards the end, remember? Yeah, her... Him yeah, he brother. gave her the hug and she hugged him back, you know, finally and so forth. So I did see 
I did see that from my friends and family. Like I stated, they'll say like, you know, you get home safe, Danny, you know, uh, call me. I love you. I'll see you next time. So I'm like, okay, cool. But it was not anywhere shown at all. And so and I believe I was like 18, 19. I did ask my mom one time and I said, well, you don't love me. And she's like, yes, I do. Why would you say that, Danny? Oh, you know I love you. And I said, yeah, but you don't tell me. She's like, yes, I do. I'm like, what world are you living in? What matrix that was okay, really... They, they forget. They, <laughs> oh my gosh, they have dementia. And she doesn't have right. dementia. It's like she becomes a totally different person when I bring up stuff that she has mm-hmm. not done. She will tell me down saying that she did. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. Because I told friends and family a long time ago, no, no, you didn't. No, you mm-hmm. didn't. Stop saying that you did because you did not. And it I don't even think it hurt me, to be honest. As bad as that sounds, Shantae, I don't think it even hurt me because everybody that I consider close around me, I guess I was blessed in that way because when I was younger, I kind of put myself around the people who I know who would show me love, show me affection. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't take a mindset when I was younger and realize, like, wait a minute something's not right here something does not look right something is off like when I used to see other people interact I'm like that's not you know now I've had had a few people say um to me like they wish you know like they had my life I'm like really because I guess how their parents treated them and how the parents talked to them and it's like Mm. okay but their parents said I love you and so forth but I guess you know as bad as it sounds somebody always want your life like they say somebody always wants your life they wish they was in your shoes and you look yep. at their life and mm-hmm. it's like I kind of want your life so it's like on that aspect of it I will always put myself around people that I knew show love and show affection towards me because I know younger when I was in college I did like psychology it's something drove me to psychology and I think it was more so because I did mention this before that with psychology the mind and how everything relates back to childhood yeah people think and say oh you know I had a decent childhood my mom took care of me I wasn't liking for anything but as far as emotional oh that's another episode as far as emotional if that that was gone it, it wasn't no emotional at all Shantae emotions did not exist emotions mm-hmm. did not exist in my house at all growing up and I remember a few times I don't think I've told a lot of people this as a few times I remember even at between the age of like 10 and 12 I would sit in the corner by myself and become invisible and I would just talk to myself or God or whoever I was talking to and I would just say, something's not right. I have to learn how to take care of myself. Between 10 and 12, I was telling myself then, wow. I have to take care of myself. Now, I did hear a lot of horror stories and so forth. Growing, you know, as you get older, you know, you talk to people, co-workers, friends, friends of friends. And I've heard people state when they were younger, around that age, they had to find food and they had to think, you know, how to take care of themselves or their mom mm-hmm. was addicted to drugs or their dad or alcohol, whatever the case may have been. So... It's a lot of people that when they were younger, you have to put yourself in the mindset and talk to yourself like you have to take care of yourself. I knew yeah. I had to take care of myself emotionally. And I found that out too early, shall I say, too early of an age. I found that out. I have to take care of myself emotionally. My mom paid the bills, took me to school. I was, heck, I was even in private school. You feel what I'm saying? I was okay. even in private school. But emotionally, love, affection, that was non-existent. Did so, you have siblings? I'm my mom's only child. Okay. My dad has more. But okay. I'm my mom's only child. So I had to learn, you know, when it's just me and my mom in the house. Of course, cousins, family, friends came to right. visit. Well, I went to visit them, of course. Mm-hmm. But as far as me, I had to learn how to deal with that. And again, people, you know, I know somebody that's listening to the podcast, like, have you dealt with this? I have, but I'm mentioning to people that have not, and maybe like teenagers or young adults now that have not. You have to put yourself in that mindset. It hurts. Oh, because I remember sitting in the corner crying, Shantae. It hurts. But mm-hmm. you have to put yourself in that mindset as to know what you don't want and what you don't need. Now, as far as relationships, as far as love, like I stated, I was a hugger just because of other family and friends. And so as far as the L-O-V word, 
guys have said it first i said it and i'm like okay now let it go and then they'll come around and they'll say oh you know i love you you know how that goes right i'm saying you know i love you I yes so don't like you know anyway that's, that's a whole nother conversation too. right that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> <laughs> but as far as love you know if I love someone, I have been in love, I would tell you, no problem. Because, right. like I stated, I grew up with other family and friends that always told me they loved me and so forth. So if I felt like I loved you, I would say it. Or if you told me you loved me and I genuinely felt that you did love me back, I would say that to you. But even now with my mom, I would tell her sometimes I love you every now and then. She'll say it back. And it's like, <laughs> wow look at god it, look look at this isn't that something hmm. isn't that something but like you yeah. said what what your parents realized they did not do i don't know if you had that conversation with your mom and said you know like hey you never told me you love me but when they see as you get older whether you have kids or you know you're married or whatever the case may be and they see what they did not do and mm-hmm. sometimes it could be like you stated how your parents were raised and they did not realize that because that's what they were taught that's what they were shown they don't know any other way so breaking generational curses it's not easy because it takes you back to what you were traumatized from yep it takes you back it, it really does because when she first told me she loved me back as i got old i was like i can't believe she said l-o-v-e like right baby steps Yes, and it's so funny to me because even with relationships, I don't think I, I don't think I'm as baffled when a man says it to me. But when I say it to my mom, she says it back, and it's like, mm-hmm. let me go post that in my diary. Day okay. one, you know, Sunday, you know, <laughs> it's like at three fifty eight p.m. Central Standard Time, she says she left me back. I can't believe it. So it's it's definitely a work in progress for all generational curses it's definitely a work in progress because it definitely does take you back to childhood trauma and Mm -hmm. if you don't work on it like you stayed in therapy or even I know for me like I stated I was in love with psychology and at a young age I would just sit and just sit and talk to myself God whoever was listening I would just say something is not right I have to do better I want better for myself emotionally so I have to put myself in that mindset. But is there any other thing you want to talk about as far as generational curses, Shantae? You know what? A lot I've learned um, in, in is is when you get older and you have mm-hmm. your own kids, you start. And I know some people that have not broken generation, generational curses that's as old as me because they refuse to accept the fact that things need to change and things need to be different, which is, you know, that's your personal business. I am just a person that refuses to live my life how I did when I was a child as I'm older now, but I, it's yeah. like, I like that with everything, with affection, with therapy, like as far as even traveling, like when I was a kid, we our traveling was going to Vegas. And even though know, if you're in Cali, I live like three hours from Vegas. Right. So literally that, to me, that's not a vacation. Because <laughs> I, I went there so much as a kid, like we, I didn't even get on my first plane until I was in my my twenties. Okay. Because my parents never took us on vacations. We never like did things. That was just not things that we did. So we didn't go on vacations. We did unless we and we went to Vegas because my mom and dad are bowlers. So they were always bowling these bowling tournaments. So um, they would bowl what's called sweepers, where you would go to Vegas and you would bowl at the end of the bowling league. And like that was our vacation. Like we go to Circus Circus, we stay there. So I've literally been to Vegas like a thousand times. So literally once. Like, oh, I'm, I'm flying there to go to Vegas. I'm like, why? Even though I love a good Vegas trip every now and then. To me, I feel like Vegas is in California, even though it's in Nevada. But yeah, um, Vegas is played I, out for you. Girl, so played out. And so, like, even, like, my, my mom never, like, did. We never went on vacations. And probably because we couldn't afford it. But we, I mean, like, black back then, like, black parents didn't know, like, saving up and doing things like that. So like now with me, like me and my daughter travel all the time. And now, now that my parents see me and my daughter traveling, now they're traveling. Like my parents just got their passports like this past year. Okay. So it was the first time they got their passports, but like, it's kind of like a um, when your parents see you doing different things, then they want to do different things. So now like me, I'm not, I've been, my daughter's been on airplanes since she was a baby. Okay. So she's been traveling and like her dad lives, uh, me and her dad co-parents, so he lives about seven or eight hours from me. So she's been flying by herself since she was like eight years old. Okay. And like me and her have been traveling. We travel out the country. We're always traveling. So now that my parents see that, my mom, I was like telling her like, 
we need to start breaking these like curses like there's you need to you live your life to create memories yeah like create your life to even now it's like as far as like us working like when we when i was raised up i was grown like you work the nine to five you work for another company you get another paycheck you collect your money you go home you pay your bills but it's not like that no more like nowadays like i'm investing in the stock market i'm teaching my daughter to invest in the stock market so now my parents is like you know teach me teach me like i want to learn i was like because there's I so love many that. different streams of income so now my mom is like well i want you to show me how to do it. like i want to invest my money because now I'm like, nah, we're not settling for like just that one nine to five. We're not doing that no more. Like but yes. as a black community, like Wall Street's starting to look like us now. Like yes. Wall Street's starting to look like now. us. We start getting paid. So yep. it's so much different stuff to do out there, but we wasn't taught that when we was growing up. So now when you get older, you have to learn things for yourself. So I just learned like I, I felt like growing up, like it was some, like I said, it was something to my mom that I was going to keep, like how to make money, how to be strong, how to take care of yourself. But then there's other things I wanted to learn how to break and how to do different, like how to do love, how to do affection, how to seek therapy. You know, back in the day, there was no such thing as therapy. Yep. Whatever goes oh, on in your that. house, it mm-hmm. stays in your house. Whatever goes on in your family, it stays in your family. Yep. But something is going on in your family and something is going on in your life and it's hurting you there's nothing wrong with seeking help like all this sweeping under the rug stuff i don't play that mess yeah i don't play that mess so it's just so much that i've learned that i'm adopting with my daughter and now i see my parents like oh yeah i want to do that like my parents are going to jamaica in may and that's like the first like trip trip that they've ever been on where it requires a passport and requires oh, nice. you to fly somewhere so like i told my mom like like my dad's retired you work part-time like y'all need to be creating memories i was i always say my life is about creating memories no matter what i do when i leave this earth my daughter is gonna know like she had a good life we created memories she's gonna have all this great stuff to remember me by because i did nothing but create memories while i was on this earth I like that. Create memories. Life is about creating memories. Yep. And breaking those generational curses. I totally agree. So I, I definitely agree with you with that, you know, traveling and so forth. Yep. My mom, I really didn't travel with her as much. We did one big family vacay. We went to uh, go see Mickey Mouse Walt Disney World. Um, So that was cool. But my mom did do a thing. She did. When other people went on vacation a few times, I went with them. And I was like, why well, she's not going? But then as you become older, she probably wanted, you know, some time to relax. And then too, as far as finance, you know, she probably was like, well, I'll just send, I'll just send my child, you know. So it's probably a little bit of both. But so I did go and, you know, do a little traveling and so forth. And then we had school field trips. I know one time we went to Washington, D.C. and so forth. But I definitely agree as far as traveling and so forth. Yeah. I have gone to places before, you know, I got out of my mom's house. And then even now, as an adult, I travel, but not as much as I want to. But yeah, I like that. Doing things that you did not do or you did not see your parents teach you, mm-hmm. that definitely plays a part. Even as far as financial, like you say, it's the start market, the start markets, that definitely plays a part. You know, save your money and so forth. I was big with saving money when I was younger even as an adult but you know adulthood like you and i have stated before adulthood is ratchet ghetto mm-hmm. yeah. not yeah adulthood is not built for the weak adulthood no. will take your soul you feel absolutely me? <laughs> adulthood will crumble your soul and throw it in the garbage and then throw it in the lake and you will not absolutely find it in me. <laughs> it's so, ghetto it's real life ratchet out here for the adulthood so i do save money but then you know adulthood something always comes up you know of course car or you know you got kids or oh you know you didn't pay your subscription wait what oh you gotta Mm -hmm. pay yes wait what so it's like (laughs) i travel but i think this year hopefully i do get to travel some more so definitely i do believe creating memories that helps life is too short so break all the generational curses. Well, Shantae, I do want to say it has been a pleasure having you. I have fun talking to you. You are always welcome whenever you want to come on this podcast. Feel free. You are always a friend to Danny Vince podcast. Hopefully you invite me onto your podcast so we can do some stuff. I had a great time with you. So, again, I do want to just say generational curses, they are bad, but let's break them. Let's break all the generational curses that does look 
like it is hard, but you can do it. Whether you go to therapy, whether you are religious, whether you have to sit and talk to yourself, whether you have to take time to yourself, it can be done. Break all the generational curses. You will love yourself in the long run for breaking the generational curses. Shantae, close us out. What is your podcast? How can everyone find you? When does your podcast come out? All right, y'all. Y'all can find me on Sipping with Shantae. So, P-P-I-N with O-N-T-E. I am on, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. It's just learning how to do TikToks and Reels. So, if y'all see something on there, watch it and mind your business, okay? Because I am on there 40 years old trying to do TikTok fun at the same time but my daughter been teaching me how to do tiktoks um you can listen to me on um apple on spotify on google and i'm also on iHeartRadio. and thank you so much danny okay well awesome well we are going to wrap up again shantae thank you for coming again you can find shantae at sipping with shantae on instagram and her podcast what days do your podcast release are they on monday sunday on tuesdays okay so your podcast are on tuesdays okay so shantae releases her podcast on tuesdays my podcast normally does drop on thursdays every now and then it is on sunday but today this episode will be dropping today so go ahead and follow us subscribe to us and again thanks for coming shantae and i will talk to you all later bye of course All right, have a good night.